time to play the game Time to play the game <laughs> podcast let's get rolling here on a snowy martin luther king day how have you episode 132 of the end of the woods podcast how have you personally as a white as a white woman or man how have you thought about martin luther king today have you you know gone into the fact that maybe you know the world would be so different without martin luther king How, how have you gone into that you know, the CIA murdering him or sending him a suicide note. They actually told him to commit suicide. Isn't that crazy? MLK suicide. They tried to kill him. He was out fighting for sanitation workers, which is kind of, you know. The FBI suicide letter or blackmail package was an anonymous 1964 letter and package by the FBI meant to blackmail Martin Luther King. The suicide letter was the operation against him. So... You know, the American government's on the up and up with this stuff, so we should trust them on a lot of things, especially the Martin Luther King assassination. Uh, on November 21st, a package that contained a letter and a tape recording allegedly of King's sexual indiscretions was delivered to Coretta Scott. Always. You know what I mean? A guy like to have sex. We'll get to that. Of Martin Luther King and later to King Jr. himself. Although the letter was anonymously written, Martin Luther King correctly suspected the FBI sent it. I couldn't make much out of it. It was just a lot of mumbo-jumbo. I like that she said that about the tapes. The letter is not precisely, does not specify precisely what action is urging King to undertake. King understood the letter is advocating that he commit suicide, although that it was him merely urging him to decline the Nobel Peace Prize, which he won, or step out of leadership. So, you know, people are horny, man. What do you want? What do you want from them? People love doing that, and I've been spending a lot of time on this snowy day. I've been watching a lot of To Catch a Predator, and we'll get into that uh, this week on the Into the Woods podcast, but I shoveled the whole driveway this morning. I think we got about 12 inches of snow, maybe. Seems like we got a foot of snow, which is good. Um, We got a lot of snow, and I think that a lot of people overreact to it. It happens once or twice a year, and they go out and do this thing, and they buy a snowblower. And here's the problem with snowblowers, right? You know my take on riding lawnmowers. Snowblowers are for men with low T, and it's why men are getting weaker in this country. You might disagree. You might say, no, Ryan, it's machine, it's helping, it's, it's better. Do you shovel today? You would know. And I say, men with low T use snowblowers. 
men with low T use snowblowers. Men who want to make this country go forward use shovels. It only snows heavy here like once or twice a year. Ryan, you have snow tires on your car. Yeah, I do. Because it's practical. A snowblower? Not so much. My furnace starts like the Home Alone furnace. It's so aggressive when it starts. Like that Home Alone furnace is going to eat that kid. Such an impractical movie, by the way, but I'm not going to get into that. But I've been I'm out shoveling. My neighbor, my old neighbor, he's an old man. He, uh, he brought over his snowblower. He did two passes and did the end of my driveway. Like, had two passes at the end of my driveway and then said he was cold. I was like, okay. He's like, yeah, I'm going to go inside now. I'm like, okay. Thanks, I guess. He just did two passes. I was like, okay. Cool. He didn't do the sidewalks. So I try to do the front of the house to make sure that the mailman can get through. Because nobody cares about mailmen nowadays. They remember that war on mailmen? Government workers take a shit ton of shit, dude. For people that really have no... That don't really care. They take a lot of shit. And I respect them. Because they go to work every single day. Like, just like you and me. You know? Oh, God. Well, you know what's so crazy about this weekend and it's snowing on Monday? I didn't work today, which is great, but I'm coming in to work this. I'm coming in to do the podcast because I work on bank holidays, right? The banks may be off today, but I'm never off, and we know that. I work on every holiday. I work on my birthday. I work on the holidays. I don't care what day it is. I come to work, and I know there are a lot of people out there who would call me a bad comedian, and we'll get to that. But I come to work. And what did I do this weekend, you might ask? I haven't recorded in a while, so I'm a little out of of step here. I watched a lot of football, okay? I watched so much football that it started at about 4.30 on Saturday, and it didn't end until midnight last night. And we even got another game tonight, or tomorrow, whenever you or yesterday when you hear this podcast. Congratulations to Cincinnati Bengals on a win. I love Joe Burrow. I love that he dresses up funny. And he wears funny stuff, and, and, you know, it's cool now, but it won't be someday. And I love that. I love that someday Joe Burrow will not be cool because he'll be losing. They'll have a down stretch, as the Bengals do, and they will um, inevitably hate that. We'll all hate that, and it'll be cool. Um, the Raiders, they lose. But as I was watching that game, and this is my point here, as I was watching the first game of the night, First game of the playoffs, Saturday afternoon, the game that nobody really knows is on, and then everyone's like, oh, the playoffs are on, and they tune in about the second quarter. You didn't miss much other than a phantom whistle. And I don't even do sports as a podcast, right? I don't really talk sports. But I made an observation online, and I tweeted at somebody. And I tweeted at a man who attempted, who it was all fun and games, Right, because he must not know what Twitter is. And I tweeted at a man at 5.20 p.m. on January 15th. I put out at Ryan Woods, two S's. The link is in the bio of the show. I said, Jamar Chase, Bengals receiver of LSU fame, is who people like at Dre Knott believed Odell Beckham is. Hashtag Browns. Friendly banter about football, because people believe Odell Beckham is still a great receiver. You know, if your kids came home to you and said, hey, Dad, I want to quit a team, 
right? This man has children, Andre not. Imagine they were playing basketball or football at their local school. And they say, hey, Dad, I hate everyone on my team. Can you post a video of all the times I should have scored? And then maybe I can get humidifier. Maybe I can get cut from the team and go to a different school. Because that would be role model behavior for a guy who really hasn't done anything, hasn't made a spark play and, you know, a splash play in a long time. So he then responds to me, bad comedian, dot, dot, dot. And he ain't wrong. Don't come at me with comparison and such. It only makes you look silly. And then he, then he double tweets me because he couldn't fit it all in one, I guess. He had to get that first one off and call me a bad comedian. Because I'd never compare the two because their bodies aren't close to the same. So I'm going to be nice and say have a nice day and stop. So you might be asking, Ryan, did you compare two players who, well, sports is, first of all, sports is all about comparison, right? Life is all about comparison. You compare this to that. That's how, that's how capitalism is, right? You go to the store. Why buy one brand if you could buy the other? Why buy Nike events Under Armour, you know? You, the, life is comparison. So to tell me that comparison doesn't matter in sports because we compare everyone to everybody, that's how this works, okay? So I compare people to different people. So I go and look it up because, you know, it's not 1950. I have a phone in my hands that can look up anything I want. So I look up the, the listed heights and weights of Odell Beckham Jr. and Jamar Chase. And what do, I, what, do I, what do you find, Ryan? What do you find when you look that up? Well, because he called me a bad comedian, I decided to go to my, my bread and butter as a bad comedian, which is dick jokes. So tell me if you hear it in this tweet I sent back to him. I said, Odell is listed. As five foot eleven and hundred and ninety-eight pounds. Jamar Chase is listed at six foot one, two hundred pounds. So I don't know about you. That's pretty similar. Now, and I said if anyone would know the importance of two inches, it's me. But it respectfully, Odell just isn't the elite guy you wanted to believe he is. Have a good weekend. He says, you have no idea what I believe. Well, buddy, all your like tweets and your, your congratulatory slap on the back tweets with your buddies on the internet would make me believe you think Odell's a really good receiver. He just isn't, okay? He's just not. Sorry. He says, you're trying to get your numbers up because I caught him in a lie talking about, you know, how they're not the same or they're different and they're not the same body types. They aren't even the same. They are exactly the same. It's not like one of them is six foot seven. They're exactly the same. We're not comparing LeBron James and Steph Curry. We're comparing guys who look very similar. One of them is just good. Very good. He says, you trying to get your numbers up. So what I did here, folks, if you're unaware, I dog walked him, right? I dog walked him because I, I beat him at his own game. He thought he got me. I got him. You got got. And it's all good. We're all about, we're all, it's all good. It's the internet, man. It's all about having a good time. You're trying to get your numbers up because clearly he he went to my profile and probably saw that I have this shitty podcast and thought, oh, he's trying to get his numbers up. He's got 450 followers, which respectfully is not very much. And I get it. If you want to follow me, please, please help me out. I said, I'd love to get my numbers up. Open invite for my Into the Woods podcast whenever you want. We can disagree about wide receivers and be cool. Hell, E. Goldie came on even. Emmett Golden episode was back in December of 2020. Don't even think we talk sports, just biz. 
I love talking biz. You know me. If anyone knows me, I love talking biz. He says, he answers me again because I'm clearly beating the shit out of him here. I'm clearly beating the shit out of him mentally. I don't understand why he got so upset. Some guys just get their feelings hurt. Clay Thompson fame. You started this combo the wrong way, dot, dot, dot. I'm sure E. Goldie would explain to you that I could be the biggest boost to your career. But don't come at me dropping my name with some stupid stuff that you don't know how I feel because you truly don't. Well, then tell me, buddy. Then tell me, pal. And by the way, as there comes a point in someone's life where respectfully, I respect everything the man has done. If we go to his page, he lists all his accomplishments. He's a sports reporter. He's in the Bally Sports, in which Bally Sports, by the way, get your shit together. I don't like using an app. I can't even watch it on YouTube TV. Bally Sports, what a great company, you know what I mean? In-game reporter, Guardians Baseball, and the actual town of looks of A to Z and Brownstown podcast, which I liked. I liked Brownstown. I've never listened to A to Z, respectfully. I got a lot going on. You know, I like podcasts that do numbies, right? Like PMT, pardon my take, or... Um, trillionaire Mindset or Tiny Meat Gang, right? And Fox 8. He works for Fox 8. So apparently he's upset because I don't work for a company that's this legacy media. And he said he could be the biggest boost to my career. So if we look here, he has 61.2 thousand followers. I would have been impressed about that in 2012. Because I don't know if you guys remember, back in um, 2020, I had a man on my, he does, first of all, you don't even know what my career is. Don't act like you know what my career is. You don't know what my career is. You don't know who I am. You talking to me like, I don't know about you. I don't know anything about you. You don't know anything about me. So don't come at me telling me you could be the biggest boost for my career. How about you settle down? Okay. Cause if I asked a million people who you were, only 61,000 would know. Sure. That would be a big number for me but let's scope it out here. I had a man on my podcast back in 2020 to speak about Bitcoin and finance and, and many of things. His name was Anthony Pompliano at a Pompliano on Twitter. That man has 1.4 million followers. Okay. So to act like you'd be the biggest boost to my career, to act like you are going to sun me, to act like you, like you have some, you're going to gatekeep something from me is hilarious because it's the same reason why I am tired. And it's an easy thing to do, right? I know I'm an easy target. Of course I am because I have a very small podcast and I'm doing it by myself. Independently, things are easy to make fun of. It's very easy to come at me because I don't have the backing of a Fox 8 producer or a podcast producer. I don't go into a studio and I don't have a media group that's sending it out and doing all the work for me. No, I have to do it myself. You know why? Because it's a hobby and there's no barrier to entry. If you have a computer, you have a program, all you got to do is buy a microphone. Hell, you don't have to do that. If you have headphones, just plug them in and use them as the microphone. Nobody really cares about the quality. It's more so about the production and what is in your podcast. What are you putting out or whatever you're producing, right? The largest YouTube channel of all time, PewDiePie, he began his with nothing. He began it with just a microphone and a camera and he started recording himself playing video games. I understand the love of beating down people who don't have a lot because your scope is so very little. I'll tell you this. 
It's easy to shit on me because I have nothing. But if I ever get this right, if I ever figure this out, just know you made an enemy out of me for no reason because I got you on a wide receiver take because you can't help yourself, right? You have to bash somebody every day, any chance you get. That being Baker Mayfield, probably because he spurned you on an interview because he has balls. And the only thing that nobody likes in this nerd media world is balls. Because all of you people sitting behind a transmitter in a college doing some of your silly little you know, you're doing your little radio station and you think you have a career and you, you did well for yourself, right? You're telling me what my career is. You don't want to get pulled out in the deep water. I didn't make fun of you. I didn't make fun of your family. And I didn't tell you. I didn't even call you any names. I was very respectful about it. You just can't admit being wrong because apparently having more followers is the way you go about your day. And that's hilarious to me because you talk about God and you talk about your family need knowing you. Apparently you worry about Twitter followers because Twitter followers have never gotten me anything. Twitter followers doesn't get me out of bed in the morning. What gets me out of the bed in the morning is my never-ending need to be fulfilled by nothing. Because apparently I have nothing because I don't have enough followers, right? So one day when I do pass you in followers, one day when I do get you, you'll remember this and you'll beg to be on this show. Because I promise you, I will outlive this. This show will outlive any show you do. You're replaceable. Because all you do is talk sports and sit in the dugout. I'm not replaceable. You don't want to do this with me. You can't do this. Because I've, yeah, you know what? Bill Squire, I went at him a little bit. And I never even made fun of him. He doesn't even want to do it. You know what I mean? He's on the number one radio show. He's got the number one Cleveland podcast, which I don't even know how that is. I don't even know how that is. And I shouldn't even be so worked up about this. But it bothers me because I'm getting sunned by somebody who believes that they're important. And that's hilarious because that doesn't make any sense. How do you believe you're important? Because somebody keeps giving you a job? Because you keep getting a job when they didn't have anybody. They replaced you at the Cavs thing. They put you in. You were doing great. I loved you on the Cavs thing. Don't act like you can just crush me. What are you going to do? Take this podcast off the air? You're going to call Apple, Spotify? Don't act like you know me. Don't act like you know what I do. Don't act like you know my life. I, w I don't act like I know your life. I called you out for a sports take, and you said I don't know you. Do you understand how fucking stupid that sounds, you big baby? Speaking of big babies, sorry you guys had to go through that, and sorry I didn't realize it took so long on that. <clears throat> I watched a lot of To Catch a Predator this weekend. And it was the Kansas City Chiefs-Pittsburgh Steelers game. <laughs> and the joy I got from back-to-back -back Cowboys embarrassing loss to Pittsburgh Steelers retirement fest, calling a timeout, trying to get Ben one last touchdown in a 21-point game. The amount of joy I felt watching him walk off the field will never be replaced. Because then I got on Twitter, and then the Steeler fans, no one is more worked up about this than Steeler fans, who I guess now the standard is not only winning, the standard is no longer winning Super Bowls, the standard is now just making the playoffs, and that's what they throw in my face, even though the only time I remember them playing in the playoffs, uh, what happened, Steeler fans? I mean, we sent Ben crying, and he retired, and, and whatever. But I actually did watch To Catch a Predator, and then Steeler fan, you know, you want to be mad at me all you want. Your team blows, right? Mike Tomlin, 8-9 and nine in the playoffs, how do you guys stand for that? I thought the standard was the standard. Jeez, how do you guys deal with yourselves? Losers. Um, anyways, I did watch a lot of To Catch a Predator. Chris Hansen have a seat over there. And I think I'm so enamored with them, the show, 
because it reminds me of me. And not in the way you want to think, but because to catch a predator is a show where obviously they catfish men into thinking they're talking to 12, 13-year-old women, girls, maybe even 14-year-old boys, which is the funniest one is the one where this boy who is supposedly 13 is just muscle-bound, and he's got a receding hairline like my own, and he's in the kitchen, and the guy's like, you look a little different than your photo. Well, yeah, because that's a grown man. This guy's almost 20 years old. He's a guy. He's got a receding hairline and a mustache. He's not 13. Why did anyone think that was going to work? But anyways, um, they remind me of me because I'm mainly when, mainly when they start getting questioned, they always just say stupidity. They're like, why are you here today? And they go, they just say stupidity. And it is so funny to watch 40 something year old men, 30 something year old men get so, they act like me when I was getting scolded by my father back when I was young, like five, 10, maybe in high school, even young in high school, they remind me of me because I would sit there and I had no answer to why I was so dumb. But these people clearly have an issue and they showed up to meet a child to do. And they always say like, you know, I was just going to wait till their parents got home. What? They send to the pics and Dana one, we watched one of the guy who has cerebral palsy, which is horrible. Cerebral palsy. I don't fucking know. And does it matter? He was trying to fuck kids. And Dana's, Dana's, uh, Dana's like, I feel bad for him. And I was like, you shouldn't. He sent a picture of his wiener to who he thought to be a 12-year-old girl. And she's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah, maybe don't feel so bad. <laughs> and the way they read back these, uh, the way they get to the, I, you watch some and they go to the interrogation room and, and Chris Hansen too, when he's sitting there, he'll read the messages and he'll just start looking through them and flipping through. I wish I had paper and I'd flip through. And he would go, uh, he says, you say, I want to blank your blank. I would like to kiss your feet all over. What do you want to do? Do you want to kiss me? He would just say it in this very, so you said here, you want to make love to her or fuck her. What is the difference? And then he looks up and asks, and he goes, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I, I just want to do, <laughs> I just came to do whatever she wanted to do. You know, I was just going to see if we, if we got along. And then one guy brought a marriage contract, which that, that's fucking crazy. That person should be in jail for a long time, trying to marry a 13-year-old. I, you know what? The answer to this question is horny, right? These guys are just so horny. There's no way to put it other than horny because what other explanation is there they're so horny they want to come and there's so many older women out there so many older women out there hmm. these remind me of me do you guys see that apple watch commercial i know everyone's talking about it i think that might have been their whole plan might have been let's do the most ridiculous commercial just to get people to talk about it on every podcast in the world because it worked. Hey, Apple Watch. This person, this person is recording another shitty podcast. Please call 911. What, what would it be? What is that one where the person, this person's recording another shitty podcast. 
calling 911 for his own safety. This schizophrenic man is is recording another podcast. Please send help. And they show up and strap me to a board with a with a vest on. And they put those those grippy socks on my feet. You know, because I have schizophrenia, man. I don't know what to tell you. We took the test. I mean, how am I how am I supposed to know? I mean, the biggest part the biggest part of my career would have been some some man who has never listened to my podcast telling me how he could be the biggest help to my career. And I am like, well, can you help me with my schizophrenia, sir? Is that okay if I call you sir? Or am I gonna? Or do I not know what you're about? <sighs> Old people, dude. They hate anything new. That's the thing. I actually respected what they do. I respect the job. I just don't understand why you had to come at me. Like, I, I called you out for a football take. Grow up. Ryan, move on. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That Apple Watch commercial, though. Fucking hilarious. It never gets old. I watch every time. And then we have our final thing here. Dan Bilzerian. Our good friend, Dan Bilzerian... Top tier. Here's the thing about Dan Bilzerian. The secret to Dan Bilzerian, he puts out a post that says, The reason I get so much top tier pussy is because of the way I set my life up. He says that the reason I they come to me and that you know what the worst part about that is the worst part about the Dan Bilzerian clip of him saying that whole you know was it like a Nelk Boys interview that they did with Antonio Brown to like basically just tell him he how right he is they took a moment of silence for himself right very normal behavior um what there was definitely a kid 20 to 24, like me, who watched that clip of Dan Bilzerian saying how he gets top-tier pussy because of the way he set his life up and thought to themselves, yes, yes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get top-tier pussy. And what that young man does not know is that Dan Bilzerian's a fraud. And he's going to just fight it to death. And he's going to post more photos with the Leonardo DiCaprio from Wolf of Wall Street um, with the words over it that say, get to work or, or die. You can sleep when you're dead. He'll post a selfie from a gym at 4 a.m. for no reason. He's there at 4 a.m. Like, he doesn't have to be. He's just there. He's like, if you don't wake up early, you're not doing shit. You're not doing shit if you're not up at fucking 4 a.m. When all the fucking bitches are sleeping. All the betas. All the betas are out sleeping. Alpha memes. I'm going to search that on Google. Let's read some of these. Alpha memes. Images. It's all going to be jokes, though. That's the funniest part. I wanted, like, unironically. Damn it. They're all fucking unironic. Like, they're all... Damn. Alpha memes. Generation alpha memes. Alpha men memes. Should I try that? 
Alpha male. They love being called those. They'll change their picture to. <laughs> they'll change their picture to uh, Conor McGregor on Instagram. And then they'll be like, "Yes, this is the fucking shit." <laughs> yeah, I don't even. I don't even let. Fuck! I, why, why can't I find alpha memes? Alpha dude memes. Is this like the wrong thing? Alpha quotes? Like, am I searching the wrong thing? I feel so fucking stupid right now. I went on that whole rant, and now if anyone actually listens to this podcast, I'm going to feel stupid. Alpha memes. Alpha alpha male. Alpha, alpha male quotes. Let's just read some quotes. God fucking damn it, Ryan. So stupid. This one right here. All right. An alpha male is able to control his emotions since a guy flexing, holding a barbell. No, dude, you can just work out. Action is what makes you an alpha male. Talk is cheap. Somebody's going to post. Somebody has that as their phone background. A male is a big boy who does what he wants. A real man honors his responsibilities. When in silence, let them think you're losing. It's a Peaky Blinders photo. That's so fucking funny. So true. The most common cause of death among alpha males was ego. Facts. Be careful who you call friends, in quotes. I'd rather have four quarters than a hundred pennies any day. Facts. But then it makes having a wedding party really tough. Um, be the one to stand out in the crowd. Joel Olstein said that. That's <laughs> guy fucking... Damn, I wish I was Joel Olstein, though. I know we make fun of Joel Olstein on this podcast. <sighs> but if I was Joel... I mean, I would be Joel Olstein cult leader fuck yeah dude why wouldn't i be they're always wearing like half three-piece suits don't be afraid to start over and it's a guy with bloody he's got bloody knuckles be fighting his demons if you don't like what's being said change the conversation donald donald draper said that what's this one from a fucking the alpha male is willing to walk away facts bro Facts. <laughs> the future depends on what we do in the present. That one's not so bad. That one actually makes kind of sense. Act like you trust them, but don't. That's where we end the podcast. That's where we end this bad comedic podcast. Act like you trust them, but don't. Just know this, man. You can follow me at any links below. This is episode 132 of the End of the Woods podcast. Just know this. I have no problem with people giving me advice and thinking they can help me out. But if you try to sun me, I'm going to have a problem with that because apparently I'm not an alpha male and can't control my ego. All right, I'm sorry this podcast kind of got off the rails. You know, we talked about a lot of things from Martin Luther King to, you know, being sunned on the internet. So maybe I'm actually the problem. Maybe I should put the phone down. Does it matter? Thanks for playing the game, you don't want it. You don't want this. I promise. You can get me. Have a good week. Hey, peace. <laughs> it's all about the game. And how you play it. It's all about control. And if you can take it. All about your death. And if you can play it. It's all about pain. And who's gonna make it? Yeah.